Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Mm, it landed on the fabric, but I... So it's, it's <laughs> between a 4 and an 11, so I think we're going to go with the 11. <laughs> so was anybody else thrown off when this episode started the next day? I was like, wait yeah. a minute, Ned was... <laughs> <laughs> Ned was in a place that doesn't seem like you could just hop out and be like, well, I'm done here. Right. I do feel like it's just like, and there was a convenient plot hole that he scurried through. And now he is <laughs> happily hitchhiking his way back to Kepler. And he's here now. And yet that was a wild ride. <laughs> I do love of all the ways he could have played it. He decided he walked back, and now he needs acupressure on his feet. <laughs> I could have seen, it could have been fun if he was like, you know, he just did a home alone and was like, I joined up with this this band who was traveling through, and they dropped me off on their way. Yeah, they were very, very big in Sheboygan, so. They're very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> or, oh, he could have had his drones come and pick him up, summon them, fly my pretties. Oh, from the internet? Yes. Well, no, his, his didn't he buy friends? a bunch of drones? He could have gotten like he really did. big ones. And then, yeah, they just hoist him up. I forgot about his drone. <laughs> Summons Mothman. Hey, buddy. Aww. I could I could really use a lift. But he walked. Yeah, he just walked. So even sitting in this meeting, I imagined him just like filthy and bedraggled. <laughs> he did not get a chance to shower. No, he had there. to go straight. straight Soles of his shoes her. just off like very oh, they're, they're walked off yeah yeah he somehow look, looks like he's been on a desert island yes but like, like they look like those hobo shoes that have like the front flap it's just completely going. open mm-hmm. a peep toe but like not on purpose he has a bindle for some reason <laughs> so imagine that and here comes sheriff zeke with some jolly pirate donuts who smells amazing oh my god he smells so good and so Never do these forget. donuts who all is here okay we have this meeting it's Duck, We've got Aubrey, Hollis. And Ned, of course. Yes. Hollis We've got here. Keith. Yeah, Keith and Hollis. Yes. We've got Sheriff Owens and some donuts. We've got Ghostly Deputy Dewey and we've got uh-huh. Detective Megan. Our our cup runneth over. Oh, and Mama and Barclay. That's who I had written down, but I was like, I'm sure I missed somebody. Okay. It does seem like a very large group for a secret keeping I mean, yeah, event. Well. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. I mean, I, the clearly. The out of the bag. <laughs> By the time yeah. the meeting's that large. <laughs> the ghost is out of the deputy. <laughs> Oof. Oh, poor Deputy Dewey. I know. He's doing great. He can't eat donuts, though. He can't eat his jelly pirate donuts. You know what? Neither can I. So high five, oh. Deputy Dewey. <laughs> I have had one, and that was about probably the most I could handle at one time from, from actual <laughs> jelly pirate in Huntington, West Virginia, which I didn't know if you guys knew that was a specific reference. So I'm not sure if, oh, if yeah. everyone... I feel like they've there mentioned... There's one in Columbus, or not Columbus, but there was one in Ohio. I oh, got one really? after I took my SAT. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and then I was closed. familiar with the brand, but um, no, I never tried them. It was good. I'm sure. Apparently, the way these boys talk about it, I got to try some Jolly Pirate. Very intense, though. That was It was a lot of donut. That was some serious <laughs> donut mm-hmm. right there. Which kind did you have? Um, It was just, I, man, I forget which one I ate now. It was, I think I just had a regular, it was just a, like a honey glazed one. A good classic, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I was kind of like, oh, man, do I try something, you know, exciting and exotic in yeah. the donut base or do I try something that's kind of like a straight ahead classic and I felt like classic mm-hmm. donut was the way to go I will say the blueberry cake was always that's my favorite that's the note I had too mm-hmm. blueberry cake donuts and then I drew the 100 emoji <laughs> same the emoji did you just write 100 or did you draw the emoji 
I drew the 100 with two lines underneath. Perfect. Like the emoji. Good. If only we had been in the same place, we could have been having this meeting about their meeting whilst also having oh. donuts. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I'm looking up pictures of the donuts yeah. now because that's the, a fun thing we do on this show now. I forgot <laughs> that the boxes look like little treasure Oh yeah, no, uh-huh. I thought that the boxes were adorable. <laughs> I was very pleased with the boxes. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, they look pretty big. Yeah, they were. They tried to sell us on... <laughs> The deal that Justin was talking about, where you like you can get like another free, and we were like, we can't. We there's there's not that many of us guys. (laughs) Like we just can't. (laughs) Thank you, but it's not. It's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm seeing it, yeah, I'm seeing Donuts Reynoldsburg. That must be where the one was that I. Yeah, it was close enough that we were we would be passing it. Mm -hmm. Reynoldsburg is right next to where Brittany and I spent a good chunk of our growing up, our formative years. Yeah. Formative donuts. <laughs> formative donut years. <laughs> Our formative donut years was in Battle Creek, Sweetwaters. Mm. Sweetwaters that was donuts. the formative donut years. They have this like peanut butter. Oh my God. The Reese's donut. Cup donut. Ooh, That's the guys. one. Ooh, if you're ever that. driving through, it's open 24 hours. Get yourself a Reese's Cup donut. That definitely sounds like a 2 a.m. decision for sure. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> you know how in uh, Twin Peaks they just have the donut table? That's our podcast. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> a long The donut table. table is a great name for a podcast. Oh, that's a really... Okay. Oh, don't anybody take it. <laughs> you guys get to be privy to this name. But do not take it, please. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap up our first session of the donut table. Uh, so... In this meeting, obviously now, it's like, what do we do? Mm. How do we even start to fight this thing that we can't track down? We don't know what it is or where it's going or what it's doing or what it wants. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I'm not sure if it was Clint or Ned talking at that, that point, but I think probably <laughs> both that, you know, the the secret the secret plan is not going to work anymore. <laughs> that, you know, at exactly. least to some extent that uh-huh. they have to rely on other people at this point but i mean it's it's a difficult it's a difficult position that they find themselves in because i think really everybody has a pretty good point to make like aubrey saying you know can you trust people to react well if you're if you tell if you tell them that there are monsters what was the uh he says people will start seeing monsters in the faces of their friends i thought that was really um, that it. was a really powerful sentiment, and I think um, very poignant, a very realistic one. That that in mm. fact uh-huh. is, I mean, like I don't know, what would you guys do if would you tell your friends and your family that that monsters were real? Because <laughs> I don't know. I know that's where it's tough. I feel like certain people, but it's exactly like Aubrey is saying. It's that like some people you can say like this group here. Everybody now knows it exists. Nobody has popped off yet, as far as we know, to try to hunt this thing down and has hurt somebody who, you know, Barclay might get caught in the crossfire because Mm -hmm, Doug didn't word himself very well and (laughs) still very nervous about that. But but it's exactly that. Like, if you go and broadcast this everywhere and now suddenly people are terrified of this Bigfoot Mm -hmm. and then hopefully Barclay can just stay in hiding. But what if he can't? And what if something happens and then he ends up getting hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, even then, you can't really say, you know, we have some monsters that are bad and some monsters that are good and just expect people to know the difference without having yeah. all the information that everybody here in the meeting has. Right. This is kind of like the Jaws scenario, right? When they're they're trying to decide what to do about the shark and everybody's going out and killing all yeah. these other sharks. And, right. and then, right. you know, because, I mean, you also have this flip side of they're they're killing things that were not the problem. 
Um, exactly. And not actually solving the problem in the course of doing right. that. And it does seem like there's there's a risk of that with Hollis, that Hollis is so bent yes. on revenge that they may not be making right. great choices about how they should be doing things. And, and also, like, whether or not um, they or their people will get hurt. Because Hollis seems kind of reckless, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they do specifically say, we're ready to... Ready to die, yeah. Yeah, go down Mm -hmm. swinging, essentially, trying to take this thing out. It sounds cool, but strategically, maybe not the best choice. Not not extremely sound. Yeah. It's essentially going to come down to being like a race between the Hornets and the Pine Guard. Who's going to... Who can track this thing most effectively and get it taken care of first so hoping for a team-up situation <sighs> maybe not this time <laughs> it's always my yeah, favorite maybe. episode well there may still be maybe in the final battle yeah mm, that would play out plot wise very well so i'll take it yeah yeah I, so i have a question for you guys because it's something that i wasn't sure about the the end of this conversation mm-hmm. that that duck sort of has the final word in the end um, and says that he doesn't know if he's qualified to decide, which is fair because, you know, he's not some cool hero anymore. Does he really know any better or is he any more qualified to hunt monsters than anybody else on the planet? Hmm. But then once they leave, he he says, you know, we're going to find it first and we have to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure whether that was was the initial sentiment to try to put Hollis off, do you think? Um, because he sees Hollis and their crew as too too unpredictable or was trying to protect them, maybe? I'd, like, I wasn't sure about that or whether it was just that that seemed like the only, the only good solution was that they had to find it first. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, was, I was interested in that, like, what, what the strategy was there. I hadn't even considered the fact that he might have been trying to... Mm-hmm speak on a level of hey we're essentially just civilians at this point Mm -hmm. because really the difference between hollis and duck is his knowledge even though he doesn't have his power still experience his knowledge yeah exactly right it still makes him a huge asset here yeah i just i thought i thought that was that that kind of turn was I think yeah. I wrote down that's hot. <laughs> but, oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> you got that. But yeah, right. I mean, because because he's got this. I, I mean, very justifiable argument about like you know I don't have powers anymore. Maybe the cops know what they're doing better. Maybe uh, street gang knows better what they're doing. <laughs> sure. And then as soon as they're gone, it's like we're gonna put this thing in the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. like real stone cold badass level stuff. There. Mm. That's what we're going with now. That's the canon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll find out how well that goes for him and his friends and everybody else. Yeah, the race is on. And they, they break off and now have a separate... They've gone back they to have their, their meeting. Later. And then they have their special secret meeting. Yeah. Downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's like when you break away from like the huge friend group and then like you and your closest friends are like, okay. Talking about everybody and how much you don't like everybody Let's go talk about else. everybody we were just hanging out with. You know. <laughs> That Hollis is such a turd, JK. I love them. I hope I get to continue to love them and they don't turn into a total like chode. I don't think so. The animosity between Aubrey and Hollis is oof. Right? That heat. So you know for sure Aubrey's talking about Hollis as soon as they're they're Oh yeah. As soon as everybody breaks apart. She is just like, Oh, I can't believe them. Yeah. Um, I do want to shine a, a light on Trav's <laughs> Poirot voice. Um, this narrator's assistant, he's oh creative gosh. for this episode. Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I like it. <laughs> I, I, 
I think I I think I'm into it. And um just a whole bunch of great voice work happening yes. in a very oh my condensed goodness. moment here. Ryan Griffin's Microsoft Sam. I do think I missed out on most of what he was actually saying about the plot. I mean, at least it was it was just a oh. recap of uh, you know, monster info, yeah. which we already mm-hmm. know. But I was laughing so hard. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> The moment he can't, like, when he initially can't get the New York voice, that made me <laughs> so much. And then, of course, rounding it out with butts, butts, butts. Yes. Of course, duck. We all know. Sad. You can blame it on your neighbor's kid, but. Uh... I like when he said he was practicing his typing. His <laughs> typing speed. Who amongst us did not, at some point in their youth, use the, the text-to-speech feature to say butts or something potentially less appropriate? I don't know how inappropriate we would get with it. Like, because we had our family computer. <laughs> and I would just make the Microsoft voice say all sorts of, like, common things in our house. Like, mm-hmm. things our brother would say. Right. You know, just to try to get a laugh. And she did. <laughs> Always. Oh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we kind of theorized about this. I think it was on air. Um, This theory that they now have, too, that this thing whatever this abomination is might be trying to ignite tensions it's trying to kick off a conflict between sylvan and earth Mm -hmm. yeah and we we did talk about that at some point i don't remember if we got quite as far as that or if we just talked about what they initially conclude which is that clearly based on this thing's behavior pattern there is intent here that it has some kind of specific plan i don't remember if we got to what we thought that plan might be or not for sure but yeah that it does it does that certainly is what it looks like right now that it's uh-huh. certainly and i hadn't right. really thought about it too much but leading them to the gate was a really weird choice that was a strange right. thing to do and it did seem very deliberate leading them to the gate and then looking upset or confused or frustrated mm-hmm. that they were not doing anything with the gate yeah yes because I feel like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Bad Barclay is looking at him and like, why aren't they going through? What's going right. on? Yeah. Because if it doesn't know that they just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely definitely some complicated stuff going on here that they have not had to deal with before. That They have not been up against something that had that level of intelligence and forethought with what it was doing. So they're definitely mm-hmm. going to have right. to up their game. They can't just fight it physically. They have to fight it intellectually. Mm-hmm. The game of chess begins. You know, and <laughs> oh, we no. thought it was, you know, last time with this, like, future site making bad things happen, whether you could avoid them or not, that seemed bad enough. That seemed like, how do you possibly fight this thing? It turns out it was a tree. We got it. It was fine. <laughs> how do you fight this thing? As, as somehow they, they keep, Griffin, good job. We thought that last one was bad. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, this one's even... Even harder, because also, we don't even have Indrid here anymore to help us. Mm-hmm. Right. Indrid, what are you seeing? Where are He's you? He's seeing the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> As he just drowns his... Not really sorrows. He's probably celebrating. I got out. I don't have it's... to live in that smelly trailer anymore. He's on the vacation. Sm- <laughs> the smash cut is... We we cut away to him seeing the bottom of a bottle, and then it's just, like, a quick little montage of him hanging out of this, like, bar. He's singing some karaoke. He's <laughs> playing some darts. And then we go back to our heroes over here. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He'll be back once he's, once he's feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> he's just really got to loosen up. 
So speaking of our our theories that may or may not yeah. be correct, was I the only one who thought for a hot second that Ned was acting weird because he wasn't Ned when Mama sent him to get the laptop? Oh, ew, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I just for a second, and I was like, oh, wait, no, it's because of the sculpture because he's supposed to steal the sculpture, and this is clearly his opportunity. Mm-hmm. That was where my mind initially went. I hadn't even thought, ooh, how fun would that have been? If it was like, why are you being weird? Because mm-hmm. he's not Ned. But to that Ooh. same effect, what? Well, maybe that's what Danny's thinking when she's like backing up. Ew. And kind of like, uh, this isn't like, yeah, Ned's weird, but is he normally that weird? Mm-hmm. I like this theory a lot. But then that, the thing that where I was, same, same kind of concept here was the fact that like mama sending ned for a laptop that is definitely not where she said it was going to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is that is that mama and exactly what danny said why wouldn't she just get it herself yeah exactly if it's that important so is that mama fake or did somebody already take the laptop and that mama's real Mm -hmm. maybe real mama took the laptop and ran Mm, oh god let's hope with things we find out in this in this episode one just trust no one two who <laughs> knows who's still alive here three aliens according to doc <laughs> right. aliens i do love that he didn't really uh explain any further he just was like hey heads up telescope <laughs> might be used to fight aliens yeah but here's what i'm thinking what if he's right? Sylvain is on another planet, right? That is true. Yeah, or like yeah. Sylvain is another planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what if they're the aliens? Hmm. What if they, Ned and Duck and Aubrey are the aliens? Or no? What if Sylvain is the planet mm-hmm. that if if this alien theory is correct? Mm-hmm. What if the telescope is aimed at Sylvain essentially? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's definitely has something to do with something in space, clearly, because I don't know what else this beam is for, right? Yeah. I, we don't have enough information yet, I think, but there's definitely going to be... That's clearly important, and it clearly doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything terrestrial. Right. So Duck's not totally off the deep end, like the aliens guy. Oh, no. But right. did a and... very poor job of explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> right. He didn't do much of any of that. Uh, but for what it's worth... Let us not forget about the guy at the lodge who was ta- had his alien story, too. Do you remember when they went on their date? Ned and yes! Oh, um, yeah. I just remembered that. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I would have gone back and re-listened to it and had more information yeah. for everybody. But Damn I just it. remember him having an alien story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what it was either right now. That feels like a very long time ago, suddenly. It was a very <laughs> long time ago. Remember that date we had, Duck says to Ned. <laughs> <laughs> and Aubrey's like, oh, I remember. She was watching. Remember when they God, thought this show I was about remember soup? remember what episode that was. <laughs> it was the one about soup, yes. It was a lunar interlude. Or a lodge Yeah, it was, it was the first one. Oh, yeah. It was the very first one, yeah. Well, I'm trying to, like, run through my old notes real quick to see if I can find... Ooh, anything about the aliens. Yeah, I, I remember it being a was. creepy moment... Then it gets very funny because he was telling Ned the story and Duck shows up and Duck starts repeating the story back to him and the music starts again and it's very funny. Yes, it is. 
Also, I just went to my first page of notes in this particular notebook. I also drew a 100 emoji on one of my notes here. <laughs> oh my god. Here's one on the second page. I draw the 100 emoji a lot. Listen. I just want you to know that I was trying to find the number of this episode. And if you yeah. put in Taz Amnesty onion soup, you get you get a recipe. Someone has made Doug Newton's ah, French onion what? soup. And oh then also gosh. an Aubrey an Aubrey fig salad. Aubrey Little's Ooh. flaming fig salad. And there's a Ned... Ned Chicane's gruel and pepperoni hot pockets. Oh my oh god. My we are going to have to look that up later. <laughs> you guys, let's start a YouTube channel as well and we'll make all of these things. <laughs> uh, it looks like it was episode 12. Oh, perfect. That's my second page. Yeah, I did not go back that far. Yes, Lunar Interlude. Okay, let's see. Um, roving gang of huge wild dogs working with Bigfoot. Um, versus aliens theory. Is this coming back later? Question mark. Uh, that music yes. cue repeating with Duck is so good. That was my. Those were my notes on the alien moment. Hey, I found a full transcript. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing. So we will get guys. to the bottom of this alien mystery. Because I this thought is when they're talking about the wild dogs. Um. I think it was wild dogs and then Oh, aliens. yeah, okay, this is some attendant who's there. I got a theory, okay. don't want nobody else to hear it. I had a run-in with, themselves, with them myself Tuesday night, November 15th, 1988. I was walking my dog Braxton. 88. Got sucked right. up in this wormhole dealie. All of these little ephemeral, beings start, ephemeral beings started investigating me. I told them drop me right back down or else I was going to get my 12-gauge fill their whole ass full of buckshot. Must have shared, scared them something fierce because they complied. Dropped me right back off. Ain't never seen hide nor hair of them since. Yeah, that was that was the conversation about what he thought the aliens were. Although now that this guy, this guy, like being sucked into a wormhole, now that there's a an alien that does riffs, seems a little bit less uh, hmm. less completely random and weird. I don't I don't know if Griffin remembers saying that or not. Maybe I feel like um, he has to. You know, like. I imagine he's got some show Bible where, he, like, he knows exactly how this will tie into that. It's possible, yeah. I mean, but it, this also mm-hmm. could have been something that was, like, kind of a throwaway goof that doesn't... I mean, you know, I don't want to be the aliens guy, basically. <laughs> like, there was definitely a connection here. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, that could that could be uh, relevant to something. Maybe. It could be something. I like it. Maybe Duck knows what he's talking about. Maybe Duck remembers that conversation. Duck, I'm sure, does remember it because he was, like, repeating it back to him. He's, like, heard the story so many times oh, right, that right, he right. was able to recite it. So I feel like there's, I don't know, I just, there could be something there. Let's keep an eye on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put a pin in that. Put that back up yeah. on the murder board. Write it up there. Murder board. Murder, murder board. <laughs> God, I love Barclay's murder board, BT Dubs. <laughs> He's just got his, I assume, here's how I see mm-hmm. it. It's on Rollies. Of course. It flips. Natch. And yeah, he like very gently nudges his shoulder against the alien's part to kind of like <laughs> erase it. Like, oh no. Yeah. I do enjoy that he was he was clearly writing down like people's side comments just on the board. Uh-huh. We're also there. <laughs> Aubrey is not saying aliens. Okay, we have that right now. <laughs> I don't know why Duck is saying aliens. <laughs> Parentheses. Because what was Aubrey's... God, I'm so into um, aliens right now. I cannot remember. Yeah, I'm just thinking about aliens, honestly. No, <laughs> no, I think again. Aubrey was the one who said that that maybe they were trying to get uh, humans to invade. That's true. Yeah, like the one that actually the theory that actually makes legitimate sense and is supported by the evidence. Right, because then right. Mama was like, 
if that's the case, this could be explosive mm-hmm. if we're trying to start a fight between the two worlds yeah. here. Yeah, could go very badly real fast. So fast. Mm-hmm. And then this is where Mama sends Ned to go look for the laptop. <laughs> Ned asking, will she try to get rid of Ned out loud? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Because I see that is something I absolutely see Ned doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He hasn't had that like, many friends. Hey. Uh. You, but you, I bet you money he talks to himself. Ned definitely oh, talks yeah. to himself. Like in the Cryptonomica oh, yeah. late at night or something. He's he's definitely talking to the Cryptonomica and himself. I, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he does it when Kirby's around and because he forgets Kirby's there. <laughs> Kirby's like, did you need something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He likes to tell his Fiji mermaid about his day. For sure. Mm-hmm. They always listen. <laughs> uh, but really, though, was she trying to get rid of Ned? Because, again, the laptop isn't in here. Yeah, it does seem odd. But, I mean, presumably, if this is actually Mama, Mama probably did not know that the laptop was gone. Because then the laptop right. has been stolen. Right. All right, so... guys. We need to put a headshot of the laptop up on our murder board. Get that up there. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. right there. Did mm-hmm. they lose... So the this is the subsequent day. As far as we know, it was the night before that the sheriff and uh, and Doc confronted the, the creature in the woods, right? Right. So didn't they lose it briefly lose. near Amnesty Lodge? Yeah. Although I guess they would have seen the laptop if it had had it with it at that point. Maybe, although oh, maybe true. not. I mean, yeah, like if it was like footballing it under its arm. I mean, obviously, yeah. when they're seeing this creature, they're not seeing what it actually looks like anyway. So I don't know. Maybe it can shape shift so you can't see a laptop. I don't know. Or it's stashed it in the woods somewhere. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. I'm pretty sure they lost it near Amnesty. Uh, <laughs> you found a knot hole in a tree. I'll put this here. Come get it later with all my porn. I don't know. I don't know how this thing's this thing's operating. Well, it's also got rifts. It could have opened one, chucked it through, and then kept going. Well, that's and that's kind of where my mind went before the tree full of a laptop, Pokemon cards, and porn. Um, but if he like maybe this laptop is now at whatever. Yeah run down lodge or whatever that ned had been trapped in yeah i don't know i mean it seems like it would have been that conference room and then ned might have seen it but we we don't have a really yeah. clear concept of this timeline um exactly so mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to say when when those events occurred at least for what it's worth it does seem like especially the fact that well no i can't say for sure because i know we were wondering with the rundown hotel it was like is this even the same time period mm-hmm. right i would think it was and we weren't time jumping but it is still its own little rift and we don't know for sure yeah it also seems possible that hollis's crew stole it oh if they if they somehow found out that it existed or that mama was involved and were trying to find out exactly how involved i mean if if you broke into somebody's office looking for something to tell you more about these monsters everyone had been keeping secret a laptop would have been a pretty good choice Mm -hmm. that's a good call because even the way that, like, they all end up just waiting for Ned. I, we'll go back to what Ned is doing. But, like, even them just, like, waiting for him. The way Mama's like, yeah, he should be back by mm-hmm. now. I mean, it could all just be a ruse. This could still be a fake Mama. Yeah. But if it isn't, that's exactly it. Either she's fake and sent him there on purpose, or she's not fake and somebody else took this laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long? We don't know for sure how long ago the confrontation with... Hollis and Keith in front of Amnesty Lodge was either. It's certainly yeah, possible that I was a distraction. Days? <gasps> Ooh, sneaky. 
Yeah, it may just be that this this huh. happened a while ago and we're only just now finding out about it because no one had cause to find out. It's feasible. Right. Now, do we think it's Thatcher's laptop? Uh, or is that somewhere else? Do we think this is one? Yeah, I think it's hers? the same. I think it's the same one that we're referring okay. to. I assumed what, that it was the yeah. same one. Yeah. Okay. Because that's where all the lore is, so. Right. And I will say, uh, keeping like, am I confusing this with the laptop in Gravity Falls? But no, <laughs> I, because I was like, they only had so many attempts to get in it, right? No, that was, that was a different <laughs> show. <laughs> different time. This one is just missing. Maybe the laptop wasn't being treated right and it ran away. Mm, I've had enough of this. It takes Ned's bindle and it goes. <laughs> but so wherever the laptop is or isn't, it's interesting that Ned doesn't even question it, really. He just goes immediately to start looking for Shade Tree, this, mm-hmm. this sculpture yeah. that Mama made. He is. He's got his priorities. He's got a one track. Oh, he does. Well, this was his first opportunity, I one assumes, yeah, probably his right. best, so he kind of had to mm-hmm. take it. Well, and that's exactly where I'm like, knowing what we know later in the episode, is this a fake mama? Did she send him up there on purpose to get Shade Tree? Maybe. To give to, quote unquote, Boyd later, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe. And in that case, what is the significance? So that's where it's like, are we dealing with the same kind of person like essentially using people as pawns i don't Mm. know that was kind of where my mind went yeah and really thinking that she is the one who's being weird here yeah i mean Mm -hmm. the timing does seem a little strange but it's it's hard to say i mean it could also be because this is a story that this was the point where griffin needed this particular part of the story to move forward so then sometimes you make a decision that that seems potentially less organic uh, because it needed to right. happen for the story. And I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't feel like going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, I, I, you're totally right. But then the fact that then Griffin also makes Danny specifically say, why wouldn't she just go yeah, herself? Yeah, that's true. I mean, right. he did put a button on it. So, I mean, we were probably supposed mm-hmm. to note that as strange. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's her. I love it. Put that on the murder board. <laughs> uh, put a big circle around Mama's picture on her I feel like we have a lot of circles... In different colors yeah. around Mama's head now. One of them is for, I think she's cute. One of them is for, <laughs> she could be a monster. One of them is for, is she coming to dinner Tuesday night? Let's check. Well, and there's another Catch mystery with Mama. here too, which we, I mean, it, it seems like, um, you know, this this didn't go as, as Ned planned, certainly, because that's what happens when you roll really badly and the, oh the, the GM tells yeah. you something that seems like you're succeeding, which probably means, oh boy, yeah. are you in deep. But yeah, Ned finds the sculpture, but it was locked in a safe under the floorboards. Under the like, floorboards. Why, why has Mama been hiding this sculpture and why does exactly. the monster want it? I mean, surely it's not exactly. going to all this trouble to collect art. This is very strange. Right. It seems like something else is going on that we don't. There's some significance to this sculpture, surely beyond this. Exactly. Especially since uh, Griffin goes into such detail about, you know, describing it. It it seems like Mm -hmm. this object is more important than, I don't know, that seems nice. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this will fetch me a pretty penny. Yeah. It's like Men in Black, where they get the... Get that cat collar? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot, a lot going on in the scene in terms of information because even after that, the result presumably of the bad roll is that Danny catches Ned, 
But then right. that reminds us, if anyone has had memory loss about the memory loss, that that <laughs> Danny Danny has lost time and woke up with this weird book, and we don't we still don't yeah. know what's going on there. I mean, presumably, uh-huh. you know, we we've seen now this creature's lair and that it's doing some kind of weird kind of magic-y, techy thing to take people's memories, and presumably that has something to do with the lost time. But we don't really know for sure exactly how that works or how the two things right. correspond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this. It's our little reminders here and there of just how many mysteries yeah. are still <sighs> afloat right now. So many. I feel like I really do need to make a murder board just to keep track. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I wish I was living in, like, one house. All the time. Mm. Be a lot easier. That's why you put wheels Is on there it. a virtual oh, murder board, like, website? Um, if there's not, it. I was going to say, we should totally make this. Virtual murder <laughs> board. Let's see. Murder board, Wikipedia. What is a murder board in project management? Oh. Yeah, I like that everybody does just call, like, even in a meeting. Apparently, it's just, you just you call it a murder board. <laughs> call it a murder board. You can call it anything you want, but... It sounds like, cool. Is it time for a murder board? <laughs> Question mark. Mm, does somebody want to bring our murder board in here? You say it, you're like stockholder meeting. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what I will say. Despite the fact that we have all these mysteries and Ned kind of has to play against Danny here for a second and, you know, be like, you don't say what you saw. I won't. I'll, I'll keep hush hush about what I saw. The fact that he doesn't show back up at all to the the meeting that his <laughs> friends were having, one, seems like a move that our cousin does at our family reunions, hmm. where he'll get up to quote unquote go to the bathroom and then just never come back because <laughs> um, he's just done hanging out. <laughs> it's a great move. What, a power what move. are you gonna do? <laughs> right? Totally, absolutely. So you could guess like, oh, maybe Ned just wanted to leave, or. I like all these theories. Maybe he fell asleep in the walk-in freezer. Maybe he <laughs> got pulled back into a roof. Maybe he fell into the toilet. <laughs> I appreciate, though, that Aubrey and Duck were concerned that there was genuine, like, mm-hmm. he might have gotten taken again. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. There's precedence. And wasn't there, the the secret bathroom theory, wasn't there an, a Vim Bam <laughs> question that was about somebody's, like, landlord and that they thought that they had a, they were using their their basement as a secret bathroom. I'm pretty what? sure there was. Probably. It was a while ago, and I was like, "Does Justin remember that?" <laughs> like, oh, no. That could be. Um, Sometimes those weird questions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like, it was well... somebody's landlord, and it was definitely a basement bathroom that they were like, "I think they're just coming so not over. just using the basement as a bathroom." No, it there was it was like a toilet in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay, yes. Just a toilet in the corner of the basement. It is common in older houses. I've seen some that don't actually have doors on them. Why bother? It's usually they put like sort of a closet around it. But yeah, like I've I have been in places where there was like a toilet and sometimes a shower, like really <laughs> grungy and scary. Um, yeah, in 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 basements, particularly old buildings. For sure, looks like yeah a cell situation. Yeah, where right. this is where we keep the monster. This is where <laughs> we keep the the other twin that we don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also enjoyed poor Griffin forgetting that he was mama for a second. Oh I think I think that's actually a good thing. I think if you if you sort of differentiate yeah. the characters enough from yourself that sometimes you forget you're supposed to be the one who makes them talk, I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. She's so much her own character. It's like, well, she'll just start responding. <laughs> She's got this. I can't wait she to hear what cues. she has to say. Oh, mama, enlighten us. 
Uh, I mean, it's probably just Griffin being overstressed, but I mean, because I I do want to mention that uh, when Griffin was doing the Squarespace ad in the break and was having a little bit of trouble saying Squarespace, which is completely understandable, (laughs) I thought that he said Scarespace and that he was making like a joke about a monsters only like Squarespace. So we're also going to like trademark that just real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just put a quick little TM on that. So uh, Scarespace and the donut table. (laughs) do not take i'm gonna i'm gonna OC. get scarespace.squarespace.com oh my god yes just go ahead and grab that right now <laughs> um are you just reading your thinking, notes and giggling? i'm just thinking of like yeah ned taking a nap in the walk-in freezer like what is this man doing ned. that these are like legit very thoughts like ah could be this like or... he could be there also, how does the lodge only have one bathroom, you guys? Maybe there's just the one lobby bathroom, but like yeah, probably there's only one in the lobby, and the other ones are private. And maybe there's but one the like three of you have rooms there's here. There's got to be one by the well, yeah, but you're not going to go into everybody's rooms and search it. He's not going to. You go into are somebody's... if you're Ned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you might have if you're Ned. That is a good call, though. He does not have a room here. That's fair. That's fair. Stinking up Aubrey's room. <laughs> just coming out of like Agent Stern's bathroom. <laughs> wearing a robe <laughs> it says stern on it it's like you may not want to go in there for a couple minutes it'll be uh, fine just, uh, give that a while <laughs> uh so as we move on to these next parts i will say i hope like you were hoping that we would team up with the hornets i hope someday we can have an arc where muffy and winthrop gotta get in on it <laughs> more of these two I was surprised they actually remembered them. Right? I mean, I was pleased, but I was like, wow, that's that's getting to be kind of a deep cut at this point. All right. These two, the local money bags, as Leo called them, which I love. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine snow tires on a Bugatti. Oh, my God. I want to hear their backstory. Why are they yes. there? Do they own the town? Oh. Is, is it, it a Shit's Creek situation? Right. Ooh. That's what I want for these characters. That's their arc. Oh. We get to learn to love them in the end. But initially, they're just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do find out. We get it confirmed. Yes, Duck did have asthma when he was yeah, younger. I love Didn't that. once he had his powers and now does again. Mm-hmm. Poor Duck. Poor Duck. That would be rough. Yeah. At least we know then it was something that didn't come as a total surprise yeah. to him. Like, I'm sure initially it'd be like, oh, shit, this again. Yeah. But it wasn't like, why can't I not breathe all of a sudden? Right. Oh, fair. But it's like getting LASIK too early. Oh, no. And then your eyes change again. Mm. And you have to go back to contacts or glasses. Oh, no. That's yeah. super rough. I, I mean, breathing seems a little bit more uh, immediate concern. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I feel like that's a relatable thing. Sure. What else do they even talk about here? That Leo oh, the had dream. the same vision. Right. Leo had the same prophetic dream. And my note is, Leo is ready to face God and walk backwards into hell. <laughs> I love it. Leo, you're such a badass. He was. He was, like, ready to be like, yeah. okay, let's go to this telescope. Like, there's no way around this. Well, I mean, he's Regardless you know, of where I go, I'm still going to die in your arms tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> there must have been something you said. There must have been some kind of kiss. I don't remember the words. <laughs> He should have walked away. <laughs> well, I mean, Leo admittedly has been on this merry-go-round a lot more times, so I guess he knows True. there's not much. I mean, presumably, it's it kind of sounds like at some point maybe he tried to buck the visions and keep them from happening. Mm-hmm. If he's True. this convinced right. that they won't, oh, death. Yeah. Uh, that there's nothing that they can do about it, that it will simply happen anyway. 
You just have to do it. Uh It's definitely a that's so Raven situation that no matter what you try to do to not make it happen, still going to happen. And often the stuff you try to do to make it not happen is what makes it happen, happen. Raven. Exactly. Yeah. And powers or no, Duck is still in the position of saying, no, I'm I'm not going to let you put yourself at this risk. I'm going to I'm going to take it for you uh, that he's going to go investigate on his own. Guys. I just realized Duck and Raven, both birds. Do you think there's a connection there? <laughs> ah. Duck looks to the camera and then it zooms in on his eye. Exactly. <laughs> That's a crossover so that we never expected. <laughs> that duck no off. one asked for. We finally got it for you. Uh, but yeah, that's what he's, he's essentially like, let me gather up my crew. Now that the radio telescope is for sure in play, mm-hmm. because we both had this vision and Ned ended up there. Yep. Uh-huh. And then, so I will say, as we hop over to Aubrey's scene here, I like the music here a lot. Yeah, so did I. I want to, like, make a Super Nintendo-style game, and I want Griffin to score it, please. <laughs> With my art style and his music, I think we could make a really great team. That would be mm-hmm. great. It's going to be called The Donut Table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> Or it's going to be called DVDs for Vincent, which I wrote down as a, as a note, but then I was like, that sounds like the name of a book. Flowers for Algernon. DVDs yeah, I was, for Vincent. I was amused that Griffin sort of pushed, pushed Vincent. I think he missed him. I think so, too. I'm so glad. I missed yeah. him, too, so I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like when you make a character, you're like, no one's appreciating my characters enough. Go visit Vincent. <laughs> he wants a DVD. <laughs> This time he's going to watch The Thin Man. Right. And are you aware of The Thin Man? Yes. I figured you would have. I was like, I bet you mm-hmm. Anna has seen this movie. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It was a really long time ago. I mean, I don't remember it particularly well, uh, but I have seen it. And yeah. I feel like you're an, Im- an immortal because the movie came out in 1934. And in my brain, you like saw it in theaters. <laughs> I saw it when it I came did not, out. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I saw it probably from uh, like family video. <laughs> I will say... I thought I knew what movie she was talking about, and I was like, oh, that's the one with Jeff Goldblum. No. No. That is The Tall Guy. Yeah. Another really good name. So we have The Thin Man and The Tall Guy. And then there was a horror movie called The Tall Man that was supposed to be loosely based off of The Slender Man, I think. Oh. I could be making that up entirely. They did do a Slender Man movie, but I don't remember the title of it. Yeah, I think it was The Tall Man Who Wore a Hat. Are you, are you I'm serious? Sure no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not I think it was enough. just the tall man. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so Janelle says straight up that she reminds us that Sylvanians who die in the light of Sylvain, like mm-hmm. the crystal Of the crystal whatever, itself, yeah. Yes. They are the ones who become specters like, I cannot think of her name, it starts with a Moira. Name. Moira, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... This does seem like then in Aubrey's vision that was literally Sylvain and her mm-hmm. light shining upon Dewey. Yeah. Caused him to become a specter. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely, I mean, this is definitely like a fairly major turning point in terms of uh, Aubrey's powers. This seems very significant yeah. that this happened. Hugely. Mm-hmm. Because if Aubrey can so easily communicate directly with Sylvain, of course Alexandra is threatened. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, because like, she's supposed she to be the only one who can directly communicate. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and yeah, this is uh, and who's Aubrey? Some who's random, this? Yeah. yeah, y'all think Alexandra's lying? 
Ooh, that she doesn't. little 13-year-old. Yeah, you I wonder. I totally talk to her. Wait. I wondered about that, too. Huh. If, in fact, she was not able to communicate with Sylvain, even though she was supposed to be able to. Yeah. Right. This is where I want a little bit more history. I don't, and maybe they already have it, and I'm just forgetting. Because is there, like, a lineage of interpreters? It sounded like it was more of a chosen one thing rather than parentage, but it, I'm not, I wasn't. I'd have to listen okay. to that again to hear the specific yeah. wording because I, I don't think it was terribly clear. But it's possible that, like from context, it would be a little more obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, I hadn't even considered that. But homegirl could be lying. Uh huh. Yeah. All I remember is her dad died. Yeah. Right. But I'm not sure if he was the. I think maybe he, was, he was the, the interpreter previous. before her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe she's supposed to, and she can't. I don't yeah. know. I That's don't why know. she's so tired. Because she's lying all the time? She's lying all the time. <laughs> if those lies weigh heavy on your shoulders. Oh, what a burden. What else happens here? Oh, right. Okay. They talk about the book, Danny's book. Yeah. Right. Uh, with this mountain with smoke over it. Yeah. And, and uh-huh. Janelle confirms that it is some kind of spell, but that it's written in Old Sylvan, so she can't read it immediately. But it says mm-hmm. it's one of those one of those awkward translation moments where a word can mean two very different things. It either <laughs> means sacrifice or transaction. So it could be like, so... I would like to buy some fries, or it could be, I would I'll like to sacrifice a virgin for some fries. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we've all been there. You know, sometimes you just, those yummy, golden, crunchy fries. Arches. Those yummy, golden arches. You kill for them. Yeah, and for all we know, this could be a coupon for a barbecue place, or it could be about, like, a dragon eating people we don't know. Well, it's like how our wonderful English language, we have a word like raise and raise, which uh-huh. means literally the opposite uh-huh. of each other. Like, how dare you? Who, who did that? Bring them here. So Janelle's going to, like you said, she can't read it right away, but ideally she can hopefully translate it, given some time. Mm -hmm. Um, And she can't give Aubrey any answers to the questions she's asking. Aubrey asks her a couple things. She tries to see if she knows how to help Thacker, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Janelle's got nothing. She... Asked, did she ask about Dewey? Was that another one? Like, why did yeah, this even like, happen? Why, yeah, like, why was happen? I able to do this? How did this happen? Yeah. yeah. And if she knows anything about beings that are made of lights, yeah. forms of light. Yeah, and the spell. And everything Everything. the answer is, don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Golly, that's frustrating. Yeah. Sure. Probably for both of them, but I think Janelle plays it off pretty well. Like, yeah, I know most things. Not everything. She plays it so cool. She's very wise. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's frustrating when you go to your Yoda and Yoda's kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm like, you figure it out. You tell me when you know. Right. <laughs> Here's your homework. You fucking figure it out. I will do everything for you, Aubrey. So, yeah, just brush off your students and they'll just leave. There goes Aubrey. She'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> and now we move on to our last part. And girls, this interaction with Ned and Boyd... It's such a cruel farce. I it know. It could have been so beautiful and bittersweet. Mm. Well, it's still bittersweet, but in a different Definitely way than we expected. Definitely bittersweet. That's fair. Well, and this whole interaction is so bizarre, especially when we learn about what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we mentioned this before, why does this thing want Shade Tree so badly? Yeah. That's the huge question here. So, was the whole reason that Boyd wanted it. That was literally money. Well, that's what he says. Like, I've got a buyer. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. That's why actual Boyd wanted it. That doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense for if this isn't Boyd. Right. And was that ever actually really Boyd? I think that's another question. Yeah, we don't really know how long he's been dead. I would argue that yes. That you think it was Initially, really Boyd. Initially, it was Boyd. There yeah. were sparks there you cannot You cannot fake. deny. Also, I would think it very funny that this thing is like carrying around the corpse yeah. of Boyd. Well, to be like, we may actually know exactly when this happened. Yeah. Because how did he know Boyd existed? He probably found out from Ned. <gasps> yes. When he was holding him. Because he, he may not have completed whatever he was trying to... Well, I'm, I'm gendering the monster. The monster may not have <laughs> have, have figured out... Uh, it's confusing when you're talking about it as Boyd. Oh, I get um, it. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I, I think that they were trying to steal Ned's memories, maybe to duplicate him... Uh, but mm. found out about Boyd in the process of that. And then presumably, I mean, Boyd was obviously already in town. He was staying at this motel. Um, mm-hmm. So it may have been every interaction up to this point, it makes sense, was actually Boyd. And right. now it isn't. Yeah. This goes to show how just fully this monster can replicate these people. Because yeah. this entire interaction is so believable this entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Griffin playing as these characters mm-hmm. as they normally would be. There's uh-huh. He doesn't add any weird little, like, quirks or anything. Mm-hmm. It had copied Boyd to the point that he was still coughing blood, which presumably he didn't really need to because he was a copy of Boyd. But in fact, like, whatever even... whatever he had done, it seems like the, the copy carried over whatever was wrong with Boyd. Had Boyd been coughing it earlier? Yeah, he was coughing in another scene, wasn't he? I couldn't remember. I thought the blood was new. Ooh, maybe that. not. Maybe the blood is new. I thought the blood was that new. That would be interesting if the blood is new. Yeah, I, I feel was... like I'd remember them pulling out a wad of something. No, that hadn't <laughs> happened before, but no, I think no, I, no, I, I feel like Boyd love. was coughing, just just not coughing blood, but like coughing a little bit in another scene. But I may be wrong about that, so I don't, I, I would not go completely on my word. I will have to listen again to some of the other episodes where he appeared and see mm-hmm. if that was a, a follow through of like, this is the level to which the monster is inadvertently copying people and Boyd was in fact sick. Uh, and that was why he needed the money or if if something else is going on with the monster right he's copying too many people maybe and it's like degenerating his copy ease it's it's breaking him down almost because yeah yeah, this thing Mm -hmm. the suggestion with the coughing of the blood and then yeah pulling essentially a piece of flesh out of your mouth yeah and like not can't it it almost suggests that this thing it's like falling apart or it's yeah well, and it did seem surprised, and I guess if it had if it had copied Boyd and copied Boyd's memories, if Boyd had been sick and knew about it, it seems like the monster would know as well. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Need a better murder board. <laughs> Definitely. This flip it over to the other side because this side is dedicated to this <laughs> gross ass monster and whatever is happening here. I wonder almost if these are like almost like clones but you can Mm. only use them for so long and then they start start to break down Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. that i mean that seems reasonable that they can't last long enough i mean i i still suspect that maybe this monster is able to be in more than one place at the same time and that that could also be a strain and it's that i mean we're not we're still not sure on that one but right like is this some sort of hive mind which we've seen before we saw it with the the goats and the tree kind of Mm -hmm. so this isn't 
that it isn't a totally out there suggestion that maybe maybe this Boyd is running around at the same time the Bigfoot is also running around and that yeah. would explain why they could chase one and one was still in the house with Ned. Mm-hmm. I don't at know. At the same time that Mama, question mark, circle, circle, right? circle. Yeah. I was a little concerned that in the course of this conversation, when Ned thinks he's talking to Boyd and does, you know, as he's very conflicted and does not want to give the sculpture up and is trying to trade right. his van and everything, that he does <laughs> give away that the pendant is the most important thing yeah. that was uh-huh. stolen. And I was kind of like, ooh, don't tell them which thing you really want. That seems right. bad. I mean, we don't know how many of his of uh, Ned's memories might have gotten copied to some hard drive or whatever. We don't really know how True. that works. So it's possible that mm-hmm. the monster already knows about the pendant and that he has some attachment to it and would have no way of knowing what it was or why it might be important. But yeah, that, that worried me for sure. I was like, especially since all of his things are off-site in a safety deposit box that he just has a key to, presumably. Yeah, I mean, we don't know yeah, like uh-huh. why... I don't know that Boyd or the monster has any motivation to tell him, tell the truth. Exactly. And especially for not going with him, which could be because it's like, get out of here as soon as possible. This body is breaking down. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's a it's a total lie. Yeah. I and still... it doesn't actually lead anywhere. I have a lot of questions still because, like, Danny has lost time, presumably from being copied, but... Boyd is dead. So why right. did the monster kill Boyd? That's ex- did right. Did it not mean to? I don't know. Was Boyd already dead? I don't know. Questions. So many questions. Right? That's where you go. How, who's been killed so far? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Are there other people that have been killed and we just haven't found them yet? Yeah. And we still don't know who was uh, at the abandoned hotel or whatever who right. was currently being bed? copied. Yeah. We don't know which person that was. And presumably yeah. that is going to come up. I mean, it, it could have been Boyd, I suppose, but I think that seems unlikely. It was probably somebody yeah. else. Right. Still, I mean, my gut says it's Mama, but yeah. that almost seems too obvious. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. It might have been, it might have behooved the monster to infiltrate um, Hollis's gang, too. So we don't right? know. Is it Hollis? I don't know. I will say, on Hollis's behalf, a point for them is the fact that when they were all chasing the monster, Zeke and Hollis and Duck, Hollis never acted like they could see the archway. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't even a, like, hesitate. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't look at it and then pretend to not see it. Yeah. Right. It seems like they were immediately just as confused as Zeke in not knowing where this thing could have gone. Hmm. Just saying. It could give Hollis some credit. Good. <laughs> Bernie's like point for Hollis right, under their uh their there. headshot. <laughs> well, I guess we won't have uh too long to wait to potentially find out, will we? Because they're doing another episode this week, which as far Ooh. as we know is also Amnesty. I don't know if that's going to be the live show. I would I mean, obviously at this point there's so many questions. I hope it's Amnesty, mm-hmm. but we'll mm-hmm. see. Is there anything we forgot to mention in this that we want to bring up now? Uh the only other thing I wrote down that we did not talk about was that I was I was disappointed on, well, disappointed isn't fair, but I I have stayed at a very bad motel outside of uh, Huntington, West Virginia, (laughs) and I Uh kind of was hoping that that was where Justin was going to go, that he knew that it existed. (laughs) It doesn't anymore. Well, the hotel, the the motel is still there, but it's not called, Mm -hmm. it used to be called Smiley's Motel, and it is the hands down the worst place I have ever stayed. Oh, no. Um, It was a long, long, long time ago, but it was like a, a trucker 
kind of motel. Sure. And we were we were driving back from Pennsylvania to Louisville. Um, and we didn't always go that way, but sometimes we passed through through Huntington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we it was getting late, and my parents were like, "Oh man, we got to find a hotel." And so I was the one tasked with finding a sign oh, for a hotel no. because a bunch of places were full i think for some reason we had i think we had tried mm-hmm. some other places and i was like wait that one because it had a giant smiley face and it was called smiley's uh, motel and i God. thought that was great um but yeah it was <laughs> How like for you um probably like Seven, eight, eight or nine <laughs> yeah no i would say eight or nine probably somewhere in that range but it was like it was all like big tattooed scary looking truckers and there uh-huh. were like there were the the um, bedspreads were all full of cigarette burns, <laughs> and oh, um, it was really loud. And it was it was a lot. I mean, my parents still remember this place too. Like we oh, all sure. we all remember uh-huh. the one night we spent in this motel where we were like nobody slept because yeah. I mean you know I don't want to characterize truckers as being bad people or anything because they're certainly not. But like this this sure. particular motel was definitely uh-huh. it was like it was it was very movie esque like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> national lampoon vacation movies or something yeah. it was pretty bad um <laughs> smileys apparently it's still terrible so um the, the it's got but it's gotten bought out so it's not called that anymore oh but that's such a good name <laughs> giant creepy smile who was staying there boyd boyd yeah that was oh, not right. where he was staying but that's where i wanted him to be staying because that was certainly the that's place that i was picturing now. yeah oh um, no but then that means he has to die there yeah, I I well, suspect some I mean, people it did. Tracks, apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. He did. I don't be- think he would have been the first person to die at Smiley's Motel. <laughs> I definitely Boyd. thought I was going to. <laughs> Boyd, you weren't the first to die at Smiley's Hotel. You certainly won't be the last, but you will live on in Ned's friend fiction. I know. <laughs> Brittany, did you have anything? I do not think I did. Perfect. I just really liked all the bathroom talk. <laughs> there was... that they had to jimmy a lock and it took Duck 20 minutes to check it out. And... <laughs> I liked, now that I'm remembering it, uh, <laughs> Leo mentioned the walk-in freezer and Duck said, oh, to take a nap. <laughs> a lot of talk about sleeping in freezers in this one. <laughs> well, then you know what that means. It's time to talk about polls. Okay, so two shows ago, we wanted to know your fave movie sequel from a short list of classics. Uh, (laughs) Listen, they were all so great, but the win is actually a tie between Home Alone 2 and Back to the Future 2. Uh, So now we still don't know what to marathon first. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for voting. (laughs) We'll go Home Alone to the Future 3. Wouldn't it be 4? Quiet you. (laughs) Okay, so this week we had too many good ideas for polls. So we want to know, one, which DVD would you bring to Vincent? And two, where could you be found after ghosting your friends? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter, at RomancingZone. And we will meet everybody back here in one week. (gasps) Right? So soon. Till then, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 